Could you please introduce yourself and describe what you do? Okay. Uh, my name is Aaron Young. Uh, I'm an artist. Uh, I work... My practice involves uh, painting, uh, sculpture, performance, drawing, photo, more as documentation. Um, I... Uh, if I can kind of like sum it up, I would probably say that basically I just experiment with ideas. And whatever the medium is, is the best thing that suits the idea. Your, your success on the back of that has been pretty quick. I think you'd agree to that. Um, you know, MoMA saw your work when you were still at San Francisco Art Institute, right? Yes. And bought it? Yeah. Um, then you went straight into Yale's MFA program. Yes. Uh, then Karen Rosenberg listed you as one of the sort of ready to watch straight out of the MFA. Um, and she termed you or said that you were capable of um, aestheticizing macho aggression. Do you think that's true? Um, I don't, you know, uh, depends on what you call macho aggression or how, how you would describe that. Um, I guess I like things that um, have an uh, aggression to them, but then I, I like that kind of, I don't know if mash up, mashed up is the right word for it, but I like it kind of more matched up with uh, like a poetic side of, of things. Um, I think that everything that I'm uh, interested in also has a grace to it as well. Um, so I don't know where macho has has the the grace. So I don't I don't really understand that word macho, but I know uh, yeah I've gotten jock art uh, as well. But when you're categorized with other people uh, like with Richard Serra, or Matthew Barney, then I guess that that's pretty good company. Um, yeah. Great company. Yeah. What, um, one of the things I found interesting in just looking into your work and obviously doing the initial research was when you um, image search your name, your face comes up more than your work comes up. Hmm. Is that something that bothers you? Your, your persona is, and as you were just talking about with, with a fashion brand coming to you and, and saying, you're this, you're that. Um, does it bug you that, that you as a person are sort of in front of the work in some ways? It's basically, you know, presentation is what our kind of culture is about. They try to put a pretty face on everything. I mean, I got what I got. Um, <laughs> uh, people try to use it in different ways, I'm sure. Um, I think that I would be racking my brain if I was trying to fight something like that. Um, of course, I would want the work first because that's where my passion lies. But uh, as in any fashion brands or <clears throat> uh, being in magazines or anything like that, you know, I just kind of treat it as I got one life to live and I've, I'm extremely curious and probably too curious and I get my, I kind of corner myself sometimes because I'm too curious. I want to experience everything. I want to go through everything. 
whether it's good or bad, I make bad decisions sometimes on the things that I do. Maybe that ha that creates some type of residue uh, that might not be good for a career. But, you know, at the end of the day, I really don't give a fuck. I just want, you know, like I really want to just make strong work um, when the day is done. Well, let's let's talk about the work then. Sure. Okay. Uh, oh, I wasn't I, wa <laughs> I wasn't kind of guiding you away from that. We can talk about that. Uh, you know, as much as you like, we can talk about the work, whatever you want. I, yeah, I'm, uh, let's talk about the work. All right. I, um, I want to talk about a little bit uh, the, the motorcycle pieces, the, the burnouts. Sure. Um, I mean, can you describe them? Um, in which way do you want me to, to describe them? I mean, I've, that's been such a part of my life. Um, and, you know, artworks that you continuously make over, uh, you know, time, they change in your mind, um, you know, uh, they, the meaning adds up uh, quite a bit. Um, I don't think, you know, from the first one that you described um, <clears throat> that uh, the MoMA purchased, uh, it was the video, uh, the very first piece that I made in, in art school. Um, it wasn't a painting. Uh, I wasn't talking about painting. I was, t I was, I was talking more about and what it, I think is kind of the basis of my practice is an action and residue uh, style of working, my mark making. Um, there's definitely, you know, um, I lost my train of thought. Do you, what do you think, does, it, that's interesting to me because I think the work immediately feels like it's born out of abstract expressionism, but the way you're citing it and saying that MoMA bought the video and not a canvas or not what you turn into a canvas, but that actually the performance and the way that, you know, Ab Abramovic, um, sorry, Marina, yeah. Abramovich and uh, Uli did the the truck circling in a courtyard. Uh -huh. is, is that where it begins for you? Is is it the you know performance? What? I can I can actually tell you um, <clears throat> the inspiration. You want to know the yeah. inspiration for that work? Well, um, I'm a big uh, follower of uh, Rauschenberg, um, and there was a piece. You know, I went to San Francisco Art Institute. There was a piece in SF MoMA which is a tire print. It's called Tire Print. And it's eight pages of, I think, eight and a half by 11 foot uh, paper where um, Rauschenberg took the paper and um, he had like some black ink and a paintbrush and John Cage was like was in the driver's seat of a truck and driving it down the street and Rauschenberg was painting the tire uh, and laying down the paper one after another and laying down the tire print. So. Uh, that piece had always stuck with me. Um, I was doing stuff, uh, you know, since I was a little kid uh, with like burnouts with, uh, um, you know, muscle cars and stuff like that. When, when I was a, a little kid, we had the porta pack and all of my friends had their, you know, beefed up Camaros and, and things like that. And I was the kid that was filming it all. Um, <clears throat> so, all of these kind of like little pieces started to puzzle themselves together. There's also a piece by Rauschenberg that's a Race to Kooning's drawing. Now, basically, um, 
those two pieces by Rauschenberg is kind of, uh, they're kind of mashed up to what that motorcycle performance or the, that first motorcycle video is. Um, basically, I told one motorcycle rider uh, to do burnouts until he had no tire or he couldn't see anymore. So basically, he's making this kind of, let's say, macho drawing um, down on the ground, but the, all the smoke that's um, uh, coming out is basically erasing that drawing at the same time. So basically, you have the tire print and then you have the erase in it. So uh, it worked really well on video. It's perfect three minute like little moment there. Uh, and it kind of, kind of, it, that basically kind of sparked the whole practice of what I wanted to do in, in, in making art. So, I mean, that's, that's also interesting in a, in a sort of dialogue or a debate about performance theory, right? You've got Peggy Phelan, who I know has since been knocked out of the, the running, but she always talked about the way in which performances, performances had to be seen live, right? That I, you telling me about the, the piece just now isn't enough. I had to be there to actually get it, right? And then Amelia Jones comes along in that same history and talks about um, that actually the document of the, the work is, is as important as the, the having been there, right? Um, where do you think you fit in that? Do, do you feel that actually everyone should have been there? I think it really depends on the performance. Um, you know, when, <clears throat> when I did the 2007 performance with, uh, called The Greeting Card with, uh, uh, at the Park Avenue Armory in New York, um, I, want, I wanted, you know, tons of people to be there, but it became almost just an invite thing, and there was only 500 people. Um, I wanted to fill the entire space. I don't know why, uh, I don't know what, what it was with the word getting out or anything like that, but, you know, <clears throat> with, the, with documentation, and especially with the age that we live in with YouTube and everything like that, I don't... I think that that whole ambition of having uh, this uh, performance just for a certain amount of people is way more uh, into kind of like an elitist thing than it sh it, that our, cu our culture is about now. I really don't think, I mean, I, I really think that you can get as much from, no, I can't say that. You have, to, there's some things that you have to be there for. Um, but if you can't be there, video is the next best thing, I guess. Did you, with Greeting Card, did you sell the video of that work or is that just a... That's I never put up uh, any of the video. Um, I don't like to put video uh, up. I put it, uh, I'm putting it up on a website now just because I've kind of said, you know what, I haven't uh, been able to show this enough. Um, but uh, no, we we sold the paintings. Did you? Did, so that brings the me video to, wasn't for sale. It wasn't. No. And with the, did you ever? Did you always want to sell the the paintings as separate pieces, or did you ever want? Could you ever imagine that the the painting all staying together as one single piece? Yeah, that was. I mean, that's what I would have loved to have happened. 
things just didn't work out that way. How come? You had to pay for the performance, too. You know, everything has its cost. Okay, so how about then, talk to me about the the piece you've just done here. So the piece that opened last night, you you used a blowtorch to burn the walls. I've only read this, I didn't get to see it. So so you used a blowtorch to burn the walls downstairs of the gallery, right? Yeah. um, I've basically blowtorched all of the walls of the the gallery um, as the backdrop um, for a suite of paintings that I made in New York uh, that are made through uh, pigment dyes, uh, bleach, and uh, blowtorching. And then there, there are canvases upstairs as well. Is that what you... No, no, um, there. It's a, it's just one room. It's just one room. So you have the blowtorch walls, and you have. Uh, I, I believe the canvases are five and a half by six and a half feet. Um, and I believe there's nine pieces in the show and they hang on top of the blowtorch walls. What's going to happen to the walls? It's all one piece, basically. It's just like we're saying about the floor from the performance. I would love to have that room just go as itself because it, it they all bounce off of each other. They're all transitions in... <clears throat> uh, the production and experimentation uh, with these type of action paintings. Um, just like, uh, you know, a motorcycle is burning out from one panel to the next, it, it's all connected. So all of these, these works uh, that are in that one room, they're all connected together. Yeah, I would love for them to stay as a little family, but, uh, you know, things don't work like that all the time. Yeah, there's, there's art commerce, right? We all need patronage. To make art, um, <laughs> it's true though. Yeah, no, of I mean, course, hey, it's you, reality. It is reality. What, what, just um, sort of outside of your work, but what do you think about? There's, there's such a trend at the moment of artists collaborating with brands, um, and I know that you, you did do for Green Card. Tom Ford was involved in some way, um, but, but lots of artists now are doing doing some interesting things. I mean, Marina, her alignment with Adidas recently. Um, is quite a clever move for her and also um, keeps the integrity of wor- the work, but some other people have, have maybe not uh, walked that terrain as quite as finely and as well and as balanced as she has. What, what, what do you think about art and fashion colliding? I don't, I don't think it's anything new. I, you know, this has been happening for a long time. I think it's just a little bit more up in your face now. And because of the commerce, it's a lot more up in your face. And also, um, you know, artists are the new celebrities, right? Is that, um, and what you're saying about having my face up there more than the work up there is that basically the persona of what you do or or the stories of what you do start to become a little bit greater than the objects that they're from and that's you know that's the beaming thing about uh marina too is that her persona has been has become bigger than the than a lot of the performances uh or the work that's become or that she's done yeah, I think that I think that's totally true. Um, what uh-huh. just just shifting from that and and focusing back on on your work, 
Um, titles seem to have big meanings for you. Um, you. You have famously a tattoo across your arm that says never plead guilty. So I was slightly worried you weren't going to answer any question <laughs> like completely straightforwardly. But, you know, words are obviously a, a, a big part of your work. You've made some paintings with the same phrase on it. Um, but I'm, I'm actually most interested in talking about uh, a sculpture that you've done called Blue Balls, um, which what sculpture is, 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 is a, um, a very phallic fist rising out of a floor. It's blue. Um, it, uh, it's very polished. There's also a pink one coming out of a wall. Did I title that Blue Balls? You did title it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't. Okay, I know the sculpture that you're talking about. Um, well, that may, this may be one of those funny. I think it might. You know, I I think I with a lot of my work and like even uh, the new blowtorch paintings. Um, you know, after we uh, burn them, we douse them with water, and uh, there's a chemical reaction that actually splits the canvas. So I'm always looking for a tension in a work, and now we got the physicality of the tension in it. And I sh I'm sure that I was talking about some type of physicality uh, or tension, um, and giving it some humor as well. Uh, and the sculpture is blue. Yes, right? yeah. very blue. It's very blue. It's very blue, thrusting out of a floor. <laughs> pretty phallic. Yeah. Pretty yeah. sexual in its reference. Yeah, yeah. So fisting seems to come up. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, there. You know, uh, as in, we'll keep on bringing using the word the the macho thing is is that you know uh, the macho guys and you know the the uh, the talk that they use and um, the slang that they use and everything like that is uh, incredibly crude a, a lot of the time and I think well what I've always loved about titling work um, or even uh, uh, describing critiquing work is I hate all of that I, I you know, I went to Yale University and I, I got so sick of all of the critique with all of the, the um, you know, uh, heavy kind of art forum speak and stuff like that. And I just, I wanted to talk about work in more of slang terms of more kind of like uh, things that had more free flow in them and could be interpreted uh, more in, in uh not an easier way, but uh, in multiple ways. Um, I just didn't, I don't want things to be so concrete. What? And that's what slang kind of is to me. It can be interpreted so many different ways. Um, there's, a, there's a piece that I have at Art Basel uh, right now uh, in the Kukche booth. It's um, a, a steel piece and it's uh, from a, um, a fold, uh, you know, the, the way that they deliver uh, cocaine in New York is they fold it up into this paper pocket that they usually rip out of a magazine. Um, and uh, basically it's a piece of steel that has the folds in it, but it looks like it's uh, ripped off of a, of a page of a weather report and it's um, a hurricane over the top of, of uh, Miami. 
and I titled the piece Big Daddy Kane. So that's going to not only reference the, the cocaine reference, it's also going to reference what they name, uh, you know, storms, tornadoes or hurricanes or anything like that with like a big daddy. Um, it's also <clears throat> going to reference uh, hip hop in the rhythm and the 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 kick of the drum, the uh, the thumping of the bass, everything like that, that, that has that tre tremendous power in, in a storm. So I want that type of slang in a title to, you know, proliferate in so many different ways. I don't want it to be pinned down. I want it to be free-flowing. Which that, I mean, that makes perfect sense. What, what though, then, is that piece about for you? <laughs> is it about frustration? Is it about sexual frustration? Is it what? What's it about for you? Oh, I no, but I don't think that it should be just based with blue balls. I think that blue balls, yes, you could put it as a sexual frustration, but I think that it's just a blanketed frustration. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that it needs to be concrete in just a sexual thing. Um, it does have all that kind of tension and, and power in that sculpture and coming up from the floor. I think it, even being lodged down to the ground and being grounded is uh, a frustrating kind of bit, too. There's no mobility in it. Yeah, I can, I mean, I see that. Um, they, they, to me, do read incredibly both the pink one and the blue one. I don't know if there's a there's others in the series, but yeah, there's a purple one. Great, <laughs> but I I don't think that I I can't remember what the pink one is titled. They're not all titled blue balls. No, yeah, they're not. Yeah, blue balls just interested me. And actually, the pink one comes out of the wall. Right, more of a glory hole. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good reading, though. Thank you. Good reading. Uh. Going, going on though with titles, I, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, a piece which I, I'm not going to read the whole title, though I do have it in front of me, but it's, um, it's focus, I, I focus on the four dots. Oh, okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. So Focus on the four dots in the middle of the painting for 30 seconds, then close your, high, and close your eyes and tilt your head back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that was interesting to me because obviously it's a it's a direction. That's a performance. You're you're asking your artist to or your audience to perform something for you. It's also um, seeing a painting by closing your eyes. It's a form of actually uh, going through the process physically of erasure. Um, can you just explain exactly what happened? So, who do you see when you shut your eyes? That kind of depends on your constitution, right? I mean, uh, I, I know that the, some people have seen Jesus, some people have seen Che Guevara. I've my, even my husband somebody... said John Lennon. Ah, good. I've never heard John Lennon. I mean, I've had friends that say Dash Snow. So um, it all depends, you know, like, I love that artwork because it really fucks with a person's frame of mind and whatever is kind of in the residue of their thoughts at that time when they encounter this situation. Um, and also, uh, you know, it kind of investigates their own religion, their politics. Um, it's... I don't want to use the word kind of raping, but it does kind of rip you apart a little bit. Well, and we we were talking about it, um, it, 
in the lead up to this and sort of discussing your work and and that it it is a bit of this like magical we all want to look at art and see our god right we <laughs> we all want that moment that like whistler take me away from here escape and that's what that work does a bit right it's just you're left with whatever it is that you see it also makes you incredibly vulnerable how do you how do you think well you're in a white box with your eyes closed with people around you so you and and your and <clears throat> the phenomenon the 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 focus of you know what what you've done it's an optic you know it's called a uh, elliptical burn basically and um, basically you're in this uh, state where you have to open your eyes to not see what's coming at you I don't know if you see it the way that I see it nobody knows if anybody sees it the way that they 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 see it themselves. Everybody has a, a different kind of prescription of the way that they see, whether it's 2020 or, or whatever. Um, so everybody has, I mean, it's a physical thing, it's a mental thing, it's, I think it's a, a really, a I don't know, maybe that's too pretentious to say that it's a total art experience, but, uh, m you know, maybe it's, um, it's performative, uh, it's exactly what I wish that I could do every single time I make a piece. Let's say, say that. <laughs> the aesthetic of it though, it, though, is so different from the rest of your work. And in fact, that's something you do. I mean, the fist from the burnout paintings to, to this, they're, they're all totally different. Yeah, but not in concept, though. Not in concept at all. Um, there is this residue or an illusion of a residue that's just been put onto you I mean that's almost like a scarring of your memory I had like for the the piece that you're talking about close your eyes um, there was a, a Peruvian um, uh, woman uh, who was the housekeeper of a collector uh, that had one of those paintings in their house and she went through uh, the ritual of looking through that, looking at that painting, and she almost—they almost had to call an emergency. Uh, you know, uh, they almost had to take her to the hospital, and uh, because she actually thought that she saw God. And wow. you know, when when you have something uh, like like that, I mean, I don't know. That's actually. Uh, with that painting, I think that the best play, and it, it can be really site-specific as well, because it's in the Tel Aviv Museum, so I actually brought Jesus back to the Holy Land. Well done. <laughs> Do you think art has to be difficult? Do you think it, there has to be like, yeah, don't, just that, does it have to be difficult? Um, I think it needs to be layered, and I think that they sh there should be layers of, of difficulty. I don't, I don't think that there should be uh, just one level or one layer uh, to it. I think it needs to continue to peel back over years. Um, I think that there's components in every single work, and one of the most important ones, I think, is time. Time, take, time changes things. Time always uh, will, you know, uh, history is a sketchbook. Maybe that's a really bad quote, but, um, you know, <clears throat> That artwork is going, no matter how concrete that 
you know, the image is for people or the instructions are or anything like that, it's still going to change over time and people's perceptions of it. So, <clears throat> uh, I think that, uh, yes, if you want uh, just a yes or no answer, yes, it does need to be difficult. Does it have to be difficult to make? I mean, all, all your work is pretty difficult to make. Um, no, I don't think it needs to be difficult to make. I think that if, um, some, if an artist can point out something that maybe uh, I know, and he points out something uh, that, I th that I know, and then he changed my mind about it very simply, I don't think that he had to do much work to it. You mean like, uh, la like a laborious work or anything like that? No, I don't think so. And and what about being an artist? As in the the performance of um, all the things you have to go through, the showing up at uh, art fairs, the making sure you're talking to the right dealers at the right time. Um, that that's all for some artists really difficult. Right, but going through those layers and those postures, which are postures, playing that game, does, do you think that has to be difficult? Do you think that is difficult? I hate talking about that stuff. I don't want to talk about that stuff. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's totally fair enough. What, um, on, on that note then, let's, Let's end with uh, what are what are you working on now? What what's the what's the thing you're most excited about? Um, you know, what can I say? Um, I'm really excited uh, right now about just how the flow in my studio is going. I think that everything's in a really good place. Um, I have great people that I'm working with uh, right now, um, from from galleries to uh, assistants um, that really know their shit and they're into the ideas. They're super supportive, and uh, <clears throat> you can't really ask for much more than that. And when you're comfortable in that space, then your imagination is freed up, and uh, you can kind of explore things that you have that you have more confidence to explore so uh, you know I, I'm excited just not to just I, I don't want to hold myself back from from anything but at the same time just keeping focused on you know what I'm doing 